Hello, welcome to another episode of the Photographers Keeping It Real podcast. I'm always going to keep the intros nice and short and just get straight to the guest. However, because this is the first time for me hosting, uh, I wanted to introduce myself a little and tell you a bit about my plans for PKIR. So I'm Scott, I'm a wedding photographer based in the northeast of England. I'm excited to now own Photographers Keeping It Real um, since September 2022 and be able to chat to other photographers, hopefully pass on some of their expertise um, and just, yeah, have a nice chat on the podcast to a different guest uh, each episode. For 2023, we'll be running four rounds of awards ending in December, um, and then we'll announce our top documentary wedding photographers of the year. Uh, the rounds will open later in January, uh, so keep an eye out on um, emails, and if you're not already subscribed, have a look in the link below, subscribe to our email list, join the f uh, Facebook group, and then you'll know when the awards are opening each time. Um, I'm hoping to release two podcast episodes each month. Uh, I'll probably end up skipping August just with, you know, obviously being so busy with weddings. But, um, but yeah, hopefully two a month throughout the year. Each episode will have a special guest and we'll include a short section at the end exclusively for members where we go a little deeper on marketing, business, anything that I think our members can really benefit from. So let's get on to the first guest, the wonderful Adam Lowndes. We chat about Dashuns, the sausage dogs. Uh, do the Mighty Ducks do the Flying V or the Flying G? And of course, social media for wedding photographers. Photographers keeping it real. Photographers keeping it real. This is our podcast We've never done this before We practice just a little bit So we apologize if It's a bit shit I know so good Oh yeah Photographers keeping it real We keep it real cause We like the way that it feels Okay, on today's episode, we have UK wedding photographer Adam Lowndes. Adam's positivity, support, and willingness to help others has always been a great inspiration. His social media knowledge has gained him a reputation as an Instagram guru and lately TikTok expert. It's great to be speaking with you, Adam. Welcome to the podcast. Bit of an intro there. <laughs> I wasn't ready for I've that. written it down. <laughs> <laughs> nicely done, nicely done. Hey, how are you, man? I'm good, yeah, I'm good. Uh, important questions first. How's Juno? Yeah, my dash round. Yeah, she's she's really good. Yeah, she had back surgery earlier in the year, and she yeah she couldn't walk, and then yeah she's like springing around like she's like crazy now. Yeah. She absolutely loves it. Like I say to everyone, that dog sells more weddings than I do. Like, everyone like, like we have a yeah. Our neighbor has a dashing called Frank, and he um yeah they're just cute. I don't know, like it's just funny, isn't it? And the kids love him because he's like their size, so it's like they're not they're yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. Not concerned by him and kind of I don't know. I imagine back surgery for a dashing is. A lot, it's like they're all back, aren't they? Really? Yeah, 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 big time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like we could talk about that for like ten minutes. It's so intense, but yeah, yeah. She, like I say, she's just like I'm so glad she like came out of that because I was like, number one, she's awesome, yeah. and she's like my little work buddy. But then number two, like I say, she sells so many weddings. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So many people will reach out and be like, oh, and I've got a dash down too. So it must be you for a wedding photographer, and I'm like right yeah because yeah, that sure. always makes sense doesn't it to make a decision <laughs> on dog similarities <laughs> yeah why not amazing well uh, i was looking through your website yesterday and your you've got like a little top 50 films list all right yeah <laughs> this is quite interesting i'm trying to look through there's quite a few i haven't seen actually so i'm gonna add them to my list of uh to watch but um but yeah it's like zodiac great big film. time yeah back yeah, to the yeah, future yeah. obviously great so look mighty ducks Amazing. yeah like I, I i always think like uh, so i've i've watched beyond the normal amount of films over the years and i just think that if you make like a top list of films it should really be like a real personal kind of thing and there's a lot of films on there that some people would be like what even is this <laughs> like do you know what i mean but then there's also a lot of like sort of popular ones as well so yeah like mighty ducks is a massive one because like when i was younger i was like 
yeah, big into that. And I was like, pretend I was like Charlie coming across the ice, even though there was no <laughs> ice. It'd be like pavement. So yeah. Like flying so, I, I absolutely I, I mean I absolutely so till recently I only realized that that was called the V. I thought it was the D for like ducks. And apparently this is like a, a phenomenon across the internet. <laughs> I searched it and I was like, yeah, flying D, flying ducks. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like no V because it's in the shape of a V. It makes more sense. Yeah, it does. But yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, oh, I just like obsessed with that film. Make, I cry every time at that film. So <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to say that. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm with you. It's great. All right, nice. Well, yeah, so I've added a few to my list, so I'll let you know I, uh, how I get on with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's quite definitely. eclectic, but yeah, if anyone... I'll put the link in from anyway, but it's on your website. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads of random stuff on there yeah. and some stuff for people who are like, is this guy okay? Like, <laughs> but yeah. Nice. Um, you got married last year? Yeah, big time, yeah. I, the most expensive wedding workshop I've ever paid for is what <laughs> I could call it. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, just taught me like so much, like... And uh, not just about like the person who's photographing it, but just about like what it felt like to be on like that side of the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, in like, <laughs> it sounds weird, but like, if anyone's out there looking for a good workshop, you might just want to get married because <laughs> it's like insanely good. And like, I, I would say I've got a bit of a big ego sometimes leading into things, and I led into wedding planning as though like I was going to absolutely destroy it and that it was going to be super easy and that like yeah that it just I'd just be all over it because you know I'm a wedding photographer why why wouldn't I be and man it is so hard it's so hard so now when my couples I'm talking to them I'm like yeah I feel you I feel you it's like it's like having another daytime job and I was talking to a couple uh, last night a new couple and uh, we were just discussing and they were saying like oh we have to like put aside time to talk about it i was like mate me too i was like sarah my wife like which was my fiance obviously she'd come in and she'd be like what do you think of this menu for the food and i just be like i can't deal with that right now <laughs> it's just too much but yeah yeah if you're looking for a wedding workshop you know it's coming know. coming 2023 your wedding <laughs> <laughs> it's hard isn't it because yeah i'm like i'm we're getting married in may next year um, amazing but yeah it is and i've got a newfound respect like because you know people like email me or I have couples and obviously sometimes like, you know I'll get back to them quickly and then you don't hear from them for a while or like it takes me a while to get back or you don't and you just think oh like what's you know it's weird but you just think actually they're you know messaging so many people and so much going on at that time and like now I realize because like we message a lot of people and obviously we're just sometimes just trying to get an idea of like price or what's you know are they available what's on offer and you're getting so many emails back and then just like you say you've only got so long to kind of send them and then you've got to wait a bit so you've got time again to reply and don't know it is um mate yeah, big surprisingly time absolutely like, it's, it's tough i felt so guilty when i'd like leave someone hanging for like a day like it's just ridiculous so like the expectation that you put on yourself and that was like um because obviously you got reputation in the industry i didn't want to reach out to too many people to to sort of like like put that off it like you know what i mean i didn't want them to be like oh well adam reached out but then he never got back to me. And then like, all of a sudden I've got a bad relationship with that venue, that ha- makeup artist, that hair stuff. You know what I mean? So I was like, I was like, I'd do like extensive research into each of the suppliers before I even contacted them. Cause I was just so paranoid about like ruining my reputation at the same time. It's really scary to be honest. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I felt, cause I, I felt bad. Like say anytime I sort of, obviously, obviously everyone knows I'm engaged now or whatever. And like, so when I go to venues, especially ones I work out a lot, like say I have a good relationship with, Something they're like, oh yeah, you've booked it now. If you're like, yeah, yeah, like, oh, where have you picked? And I'm like, oh, oh so and so. you feel awkward? I'm like, I feel like I have to caveat with like, oh, look, you know, but I do, I love it here. I just, the only reason, you know, and like, we didn't pick this because of this or like it, you know, this is why we're doing it this. And usually just blame Sarah, to be honest. I'm like, oh, Sarah just yeah, wanted yeah. this. <laughs> I've thought this is great here, but Sarah was wanting something, you know, needed accommodation on site or just trying to think of something that they yeah. don't have. So it's not like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's horrible. <laughs> it's, isn't it's, it? Like, it's so awkward. And they just say, like, you know oh why don't you sort of like but it's the same way that we feel as wedding photographers when someone that we know gets engaged they like all our pictures on instagram and whatever and we we like know that they're an average follower of our work and then all of a sudden you see wedding pictures take about some other <laughs> photography and you didn't even get an inquiry yeah. you're like how does that make sense like in your mind but you just have to kind of let it go and let people like just do their own thing really it's a yeah. it's a really 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 strange one i met a girl at a wedding this year and she worked at a venue and we were talking about the venue venue to remain unnamed obviously. Yeah, <laughs> and like the venue is a bit of a you know um convey about venue they do loads of weddings it's man-made so the lights a bit like flat the whole way across and there's only certain 
parts of it that are, are, are decent for sort of like interesting photos. And uh, and she was like, oh yeah, I'm getting married there. And I was like, what, the venue you work at? She was like, yeah, 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 I just love it. And I'm like, man, that is some commitment that is, isn't it? Yeah. You go there day after day and you want your wedding. Like, I suppose to sort of see it as home in a way and you, would, you wouldn't mind having your wedding at home, would you? But no, I just felt it. I just thought, I was like, this is weird, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's strange, isn't it? I had one, I shot, uh, I booked a couple. She worked in the events industry, but not at like a venue. And then she she booked the venue for a wedding and she ended up working there like before the wedding. So she wasn't working there at the time when she booked it. Um, but yeah, it worked that well for me because obviously now she works there. I shot a wedding. She like loves me. So that's kind of worked that well for me, like lucky kind of thing. But um, but yeah, she said actually she quite liked it. Cause she, she, could, she was kind of picking like right, who's going to be working that day. And like, yeah. I sort of felt, I felt bad. So I was like, so like, yeah, if you're not picked to work that day on the rotor, like obviously she must think yeah, you're yeah, a bit yeah, sure yeah, whatever. She like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously thinks, oh, they're a bit lazy. I'm not, I don't want them there. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. tricky, isn't it? That, but, yeah. So true. And like you say, with that, my venue that we got married at, I became great friends with like the owner and that. And then now like, I, I, like just this year, I will have done four weddings at that venue. And like, it's a nice venue to shoot at as well, which is great. So like, I'm slowly paying for my wedding with working at the wedding venue that I got married at. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> at least it's worked out in that way, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty, okay. it's pretty awesome. Nice. Um, so I think we first met, like not met, but like sort of, I first kind of became aware of you through like Nine Dots Community or like the online sort of, you know, Facebook groups and stuff. And you, so obviously if people do go in there or any of the groups and see that you're in or your own group, you know, the amount of like support you're giving in there, you always, always seem to be like replying to things, especially obviously if you know something about it, you're like, yeah, here's my opinion on it. Or, and it always seems to be like, well, I don't know, well thought out. And a lot, some often reading, I'm like, oh, that does make a lot of sense actually. Or it's well put. And then you host like Zooms often sometimes as well and stuff. And like, I think I jumped on one and we didn't, you know, we're not like we super, you know, know each other loads or anything, obviously. And yeah. I think I must have been, I'm trying to think when it was because I was trying to wrap my brain so I made a few notes about it. But It's like lockdown maybe? Yeah, and I'd had, so for those who don't know, so I've got like two-year-old and a one-year-old, both born in lockdown pretty much, like right at the start of lockdown then right at the end of lockdown. Um, and yeah, I have them like, you know, obviously a bit in the week, they're at nursery a bit, so everything's like a bit of a, a juggle. Um, I think I was just shattered or like, I don't know, I was just a bit down about something. I wasn't like, you know, I was fine, but you so we had this zoom anyway and chatting there's loads of people on the zoom like 10 20 30 people whatever and then afterwards you sent me a message you're like oh you're right man like just didn't i don't know just sense like something and i thought it was so like weird but in a nice way because i was like we don't know you know you might yeah. i might just be a quiet person but you know kind of you could just sort of sense yeah. it somehow that like you were just a bit i was just a bit like run down i think and everything and like i was and we had a nice chat and which i really appreciate but like do you have you always had like i don't know like a for helping people stuff? can you like tell i don't know because that kind of bleeds across in all the groups and everything you're in like i just wonder has that always yeah, been like it's... something you've done or it's weird man it's weird i can remember my first i mean i've told this on another podcast so i won't repeat too much stories but like sure. I, I remember my first encounter with uh, a wedding phot photography group was a really bad one and i was really sort of like uh, upset by that for a good few weeks and then I joined some other groups and realized that it was quite a helpful community actually in loads of ways and loads of people out there helping and I was like I was like oh I can help and then I realized that like wait a minute am I giving away like secrets by helping am I like making it sort of like harder for me to do business but then I the more I help the more I realize that the more you help people you sort of like pick up on their trial and error learnings as you go on so like we might might not be struggling with the same thing but if we talk about it then i'm gaining experience from that thing as well so so it is obviously i care about people but i, I am getting something from it as well in a way and I, I find this quite a lot whereas like you know you're facing to a problem that someone else is doing and then you'll be like oh yeah it's amazing like i mean i'll learn something so like the best the best way you can get better at something as well is like just do a workshop on it. I know it sounds mental to say like as an expert, you should do a workshop on it, but I've learned so much from doing like Instagram workshops about Instagram, just from people asking questions that sort of like challenge my thinking. I mean, I've gone, Oh yeah, like this and that. And you sort of unpack it in your mind and you go from there. So I'd say like part of it is from a sort of like wanting to help people part, but I, I, I love the kind of self-development of it as well. And you know, the way we can kind of move forward together. And I think, I, like I just think we've only got so much time, aren't we? I haven't got time to like just be searching the internet all the time. I'd love to be able to ask a question. Someone just help me straight away. So if I can do that same thing back to someone else, then 
and great man great let's do it but but yeah i i really enjoyed those uh zoom hangouts and i can't even remember reaching out to you so <laughs> i'm so glad it made such an impact but like that's that would have been just genuinely me more so i think i often describe like like my people skills is a lot more important than my photography my photography is like it's it's sort of what it is but like the way i am on the day and my personality is what sells weddings not not the photography like it's, it's a weird thing really yeah it's interesting but like i suppose you hear a lot of people talking to say similar things you know those who are doing you know doing well and being successful and like you know there's obviously a lot of photographers out there everyone knows that there's a lot of amazing photographers out there so you're right, it kind of has to be something else, doesn't it? It kind of stands out and if people are like, oh yeah, we love Adam and like, yeah, the work's great. It's not like, I'm not saying, oh, you could be terrible, it's fine. But like, you yeah, know, yeah, like you say, you don't necessarily even have to be the best to be like, actually, yeah, we loved him. And like you say, you, the way you are on the day. And I sometimes I'll get it because after the wedding, I'll get people like, oh, like even the couple's like, amazing, like we loved you. Like, where can we leave your review? And like, you know, I haven't even seen any images yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. but they just loved the way I was and they just sort of, everyone you know you're leaving that happy like memory i suppose aren't you in everyone's mind of you so like that's already probably bringing the photos up before like you say they've even really seen them and it's yeah this is what this is definitely one of my major kind of selling things and i always talk about it sounds really egotistical but i'll often talk about how a couple's day might be like say an eight out of ten and we're like in like together as a three like if we get on and the connections there and everything like that we're gonna make it a ten out of ten do you know what I mean? And I'm going to help them sort of do, do oh, help them do that. Whereas like other photographers, like may just like get there, do the job checklist kind of thing. Whereas I, first and foremost, it's about like the couple's day and making that incredible and, you know, making them have such a great sort of time. So that then when they look back at the photographs, they're not just seeing the photograph, they're seeing like the fun time we had doing it. The fact that we didn't go off for an hour, the fact that it was like all in the moment we had fun, it was great they were straight back to their friends doing shots at the bar in no time. You know, we didn't steal them away too much. Didn't matter. We let them talk to everyone before we did these photos. So they weren't thinking, oh, well, you know, about all these things. So when, when we had them for portraits or doing anything like family photos, they were just there with us rather than somewhere else in their mind. Yeah. It's one of my, like one of my favorite parts of weddings that I sort of just after ceremony, obviously sometimes you do confetti straight away or whatever, or there might be a bit of a gap then do yeah. it, but, you know obviously and usually that period you sort of go into group shots at, at some point or you know if you're doing them and by like you know after so many like the, especially the bride obviously hasn't really seen anyone she's walked down the aisle apart from like whoever she's got ready with in the morning everyone's just in there you know the venue the church whatever waiting for it and they're watching her get married but they don't you know she doesn't see it get to spend any time with anyone until after the ceremony yeah. so if i was then yeah. just jumping straight in like right can we, should we get all the shot group shots now and like you know she's you know it's a bit I don't know, it feels weird to me that not to give her time to like you know hug everyone and see everyone and that like yeah you know i love that little period some of my favorite shots but um but yeah it's just so many like, it's, Go on. It's funny no i was just gonna say like you know like you say there it's just that memory of her like if you do that it kind of especially if you get married say, at a church then they go to a venue so like people are starting to dwindle off you're doing group shots she hasn't really seen anyone yet you've kind of it's flattened that a little bit yeah period, no, no, definitely I, I like to think of like the tempo of the day like it's climbing 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 in the morning you get to the service it just goes off the charts they just it's a blur they come out and then they're coming down a bit because they're coming out and then all of a sudden you get you give them 80 of their closest friends and family and they just lose their mind and like i would i always describe that like if, if we're talking like great group shot photos and I'm talking like jaws wide open, laughing, big tight hugs, all this kind of thing, this all happens within like a 20 minute period after the church I like or after the ceremony, mm -hmm. I always find it's so, so important. And like, even if it's like the weather's looking a bit dodgy, this is something that I'll always try and give them because I just think that it, it means that they've sort of like had a quick moment with everyone. And, and so, like often like the couple will come out towards me and they'll just be the two, and they'll be looking at me, and I'll be like, right, turn around, guys. I'll give them enough space for everyone else to get out of the room or whatever we're, we've been in. And then, like, everyone will come out, and they almost, like, don't want to come towards them because they don't want to, like, ruin their day or anything like that. And I'll I'll very often go, guys, over here, come and get a hug, you know, say say hello sort of thing. And everyone's like, oh, uh, right. I was like, come on, come on, don't be shy. Like, so, <laughs> and I'll, like, encourage it to start it off. And, and, and all I'm just sort of doing is, like, flicking that first domino down, and then it just all goes straight away and i think quite often like i mean i know pkr is like a massive documentary thing but i'm dead into like just sort of like pushing things on the day in the right direction and then just like letting it unfold and just seeing what happens 
Like, you know, not pushing it and then orchestrating the whole thing and be like, all right, okay, you hug that person. You yeah. hug no, 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 no. Yeah. We're you just going to go. You look nice and smiley. You come next. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, want yeah. to hug now. I'm like, dude, oh, tight, oh, hug tight. No, no yeah. nothing like that. We're just saying, okay, here's a couple. Because if, if sometimes I've come out of the church and I won't say something like that and they'll just sort of stand in a semicircle around the couple, just like staring at them. And I'm like, come and hug her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they want some love, man. They want, they want this. <laughs> and I think so often, like people just don't want to ruin each other's days. So it's it's great as a behind the scenes guy if you can kind of like just go push them into the situation. And uh, yeah, it just carnage unfolds. I absolutely adore it. Yeah, I love it as well. It's hard because... You're right, like, obviously, if you're saying, well, I'm going to be true documentary and 100, you know, 100% and I won't do it. But then, like I say, just the fact that, say, they do confetti or they come out and then you're obviously in front of them because you've walked down the aisle with them or whatever and people don't want to come up because you're there and they think, oh, I don't want to be in the photo or whatever. But you're kind of like, so if you weren't there at all, then they'd probably just come up and hug them. So you're yeah, already by I have being, tried that. By I've being there. The side yeah, <laughs> it's tricky, isn't it? By being there, you're already sort of affecting that scene a bit. So it's kind of, you're already yeah. affecting it a little bit. So then does it matter if you're like, say you just encourage people like, look, it's fine. Don't ignore me. Like come and hug and, and yeah, then yeah, just yeah. capture what's happening. It's like, so there's no right or wrong. Is it? It's just what, you know, well, it's, it's only works, like but... how, like I imagine people would say if someone looks at the camera and smiles and they're like, Oh, don't worry about like looking at me. You know, I'm just taking photos of moments go. It's only like saying something like that into it, which yeah. I'm sure pretty much every photographer under the sun's done. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was the same argument. Cause like you say, then you're like, well, yeah, they're looking at me cause I've got the camera. So then that's what's happening there. So that is a kind of a candid moment, but then they're looking at me. It doesn't look candid. So I tell them not to, and then I'm interrupting it and then it's not, ca- it's, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like this weird kind of cycle in Yeah, but yeah, you're right. If the couple have an amazing day, already, like you say, it just already helps, doesn't it, with the photos before they've even seen them, which is is good. Definitely. Do you find, like, so I'm always interested in, like, because, you know, obviously there's a lot of wedding photographers generally aren't like, oh, yeah, I was at school and wanted to be a wedding photographer. Like, there's always other careers or other things that went on in life that kind of led. Do you think now looking back, now you're a wedding photographer, if you look back, do you see anything where you're like, actually, it makes sense now that I'm a wedding, you know, that I'm a wedding photographer now? It's weird. This is it's proper weird. Like, so I would say I was a bit class clown in school and stuff, and I was a bit like sort of a joker, and I would sort of get away with doing like, like the littlest I could, trying to cheat the system, even though I was like incredibly smart. So I could have got like all A's in like all my tests and everything, but I never did because. I was just too, my mind was too interested in other stuff mm-hmm. and I, I just didn't see the satisfaction in doing the work sort of thing. And I look at like my previous life when I used to work at Tesco as a uh, client from like being an assistant to like a manager to then a senior manager and stuff. And I look at like university and I look at all these kind of like moments and like some people would look back on that time and think, well, that's just time wasted of when I could have been a wedding photographer. So I was a wedding photographer for uh, something like eight years before I went full time. So, like, I was just doing part time, one to five to ten weddings a year. So, I think it wasn't much. I just sort of do it whenever it came about. And I look back on that now and I'm like, oh, I wasted like eight years. I think to myself sometimes. And then I'm like, well, actually, no, because like, even though it doesn't seem relative, like working at Tesco, going to university did actually teach me some stuff. Like, working at Tesco was like, they're kind of like, um, that was like the, the kind of graft part where it's like this is hard work and life is really hard that was kind of shock coming out of university and that and then the more and more i went up in that the more and more i had to deal with people and get used to talking to people i didn't know and getting used to like getting rapport off like people i didn't know like within seconds and if you think about wedding photography i have to walk into a room of 10 people in the morning normally and automatically convince every single person in that room that I'm a professional, I know what I'm doing and they've got to trust me. And like, that is ex- that is ex- an exact skill that I learned from like when I was at Tesco. And then towards the end of my sort of Tesco time, my partner got uh, cancer. We went through that stage. So like without all that kind of learning, I probably, number one, wouldn't have ever, ever made the jump anyway because, you know, Tesco got to a point where I was like, oh, it's 40 years of this and I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though it had been so great up to that point. And now a partner getting cancer was like the push off the edge of the cliff to sort of go, right, I'm just going to give it a go sort of thing. Why not? You know, life could end tomorrow sort of thing. So I think looking back now, I can I can really see like 
a pathway, even though it like looks like mental. And you would never say to someone, right, the best way to become a wedding photographer is go to university, study video games design, which has got completely nothing to do with wedding photography, come out of it, don't have a clue what you want to do, just go to Tesco for a bit, work night shifts, you know, manage people who are like three times your age, come out of there, have a mental breakdown, and then you might be ready to do your wedding photographer then. <laughs> it's like, what? It sounds mental to say it like that. But like looking back, I can clearly see the path that's like led to this point now. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, what do you think? Like, you, I know you often say I've heard you obviously listen to other other like podcasts and videos and stuff you've done, but you often say it's like the people, like skills and the fact that how much you love like other people kind of thing that draws you to the weddings. Yeah, big time. I'm not. I'm not really that. I am interested in photography. I do like it, mm-hmm. and I'm probably playing it down a bit how much I like it, but. To be honest, at the end of the day, I just I just like the people factor of it. And I like giving someone like the greatest day of their life and like just helping them imagine like bring this imagination of what they've got in their mind to a point. You know, I've been talking to uh, a couple last night and she's been following me on Instagram for what seems like an eternity, liking all my posts and everything. And then she finally reached out and her budget was like half of what I charge. So her budget was like a grand I'm mm-hmm. currently about 1900 And I was like, I was like, oh, this is this is like a shot to the heart because I really want to do this wedding. Next thing, it was on like Easter Saturday as well. So like one of the busiest weekends of the year. So I couldn't even like think like, oh, how could I get around this by doing it midweek or anything like that to help them? So then I just had to have like a really honest conversation with them about like how I really wanted to do it and that like it would mean so much to me to be able to give them, you know the greatest wedding photographs but like my price is my price and i can't even bend on that and we had that conversation about that and like that that's what's kind of won it over in the end and we had we had the talk last night uh, after the emails uh, and uh, the guy was just like oh just thanks for just being like so honest with us and stuff and i was like well i need people to photograph who enjoy my company it sounds like like ego mad again but like it is that way and i see so many other wedding photographers who will say like oh i've got dreadful days today i got this got that i'm at a point now where every single one of my couples i just love going and spending time with them because it's just become like these are these are my people now and it's very rarely that i'll turn up at a wedding and be like oh yeah i'm not really into this Mm -hmm. it's it's all the time when i was like get there and it's like yeah i really want to do a great job because i love these people like yeah, I, mean, I suppose Massive. it helps with that. You say when you, you turn up in the morning, you've got, you know, like say you face with all these people, you suddenly got to go in the room and be like, you know, win them over and stuff. It probably helps with that because a lot of that's preliminary, isn't it? Of like, is that pre preliminary? Uh, the, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, like the bride's probably already saying like, oh yeah, Adam is amazing. Like look at his work and probably showing you the Instagram or like showing you the, yeah. showing them like the reels and the funny videos you're doing, like stuff like that. And just kind of, hopefully they're already probably on board as well. So you turn up and you're like, oh yeah, it's Adam. Like great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, you've already got that. And you, so it's less work straight away. And like say, you're looking forward to it and it just makes yeah, such a big so difference. Yeah, so much. I always describe about like how it's not Ad- like it's not the photographer. It's always Adam. Like so, I'm not I'm not the photographer ever. If someone ever calls me the photographer on the day, I get really upset. By that. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, my name's Adam. Just call me Adam. That would be great. And it's about like being like that, like the person on the day. I'm like, you you are so right. So often I turn up in the morning. It's not a. It's not then about. I don't find the wedding day a lot of. Sorry, let's restart. A lot of wedding photographers see the wedding day as convincing the bride and groom or groom and groom or bride and bride that you're like competent and you know what you're doing and that they trust you. And then you convince them at the end and they're like, oh, you're really good. You are. I'm already turning up at that point. Mm-hmm. So the, the couple, they know that what I'm about. They know how I work. They're, they're fully engaged with what I'm doing. And then it becomes just convincing everybody else at that wedding that I I'm in control and I know what I'm doing. And then what happens at the end is the couple aren't saying I'm great and I'm, you know, I'm awesome. It's the guests that are saying it as well. So I think that's a massive thing that we sort of miss out on in terms of our focus is so sort of channeled to the couple quite a lot of time that we often miss like all the opportunities within the people around. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I know you will talk, obviously we will get on social media in a minute, but you're right. It's, it's weird when you say that like, yeah, we basically spend all day trying to get the brand goons. It's like, well, surely if they've paid, you know, they're paying the booked us, they're already convinced by us. Yeah. So like say, actually, you know, spending more time with that. And I find like, you know, if I can get the bridesmaids on board, like say in the morning or whoever it is I'm with getting ready, like goons and bridesmaids, whatever, then it does make a big difference throughout the day as well. Cause a lot of them are obviously yeah. 
you know, obviously they're generally very close to the couple and like they're yeah. seen as kind of the people at the wedding who are like coordinating things and helping a bit. So like just even just getting them on board is a big difference, isn't it? But yeah. So then you've got like the rest of the guests. So say if you've got like you're having banter with the groomsmen, the bridesmaids, we're having a laugh with them or whatever. And the couple, they're obviously being really like great with you. Then everyone else just sort of like like adopts that approach in a way. Yeah. towards you and they'll just come up to be like do you want a drink are you all right if, if you had something to eat you know are you okay something that, something i was just going to ask you quickly scott we'll, re- we'll reverse table slightly sure. as well. like so when i was planning my own wedding i don't know if you feel this way say if you don't but all my wedding planning was about what my guests were going to enjoy would you say this is similar to you yeah like, or at least Sarah, yeah, definitely it. like sarah my fiance and the guests yeah i'm less I don't know, it's weird isn't it i just i feel like i know i'm going to enjoy it anyway almost you know what i mean like I yeah think i know i know what it's kind of about and we've done it in a way where you know it's not that weddingy weirdly you know if that makes sense yeah. like we're not there's a lot of stuff we're not that fussed on and i'm kind of like i'm just not even that bothered or we'll do it ourselves yeah or, scratch it yeah yeah but yeah. like for me it was like we've got um you know say my fiance like is australian she grew up in london now we live in the north so you know a lot of her family are traveling from all over We've got people coming from canada from australia from london wow like we were like i don't want to just have saturday say we'll get married on saturday i don't want saturday to be right have the ceremony and then chat to uncle dave from canada for like five minutes oh how are the kids how are you yeah are you having a nice day yeah, yeah. yeah i'm right who's next and so i was like i don't care what we do and i'm happy to down you know to get rid of some other things to save budget but i want yeah. a longer period like i want to have the venue for the weekend because I know that then the yeah, Friday, same, yeah, yeah. everyone can just come on a Friday and I can have those kind of, how are you? And you, oh, so, so you haven't met them. Yeah. So like introduce them and, and do all that and then be able to be like so on the Saturday. It's like, we've already like gelled. Me and Sarah are just getting ready on the morning together. We're not, you know, we've got two yeah, kids. We're I'll not like that. that yeah. Like, yeah, I want to see, I don't want to do like a, and you know, I want to see if the first time when she's fully dressed, because that'd be amazing. I'll cry and it'll be nice. But I don't want to like, you know, I'm not that bothered about all that that stuff. Like, I want to be able to spend maximum amount of time with everyone. So we just all exactly, rented yeah. a big house. We're all staying. It's just a smallish wedding. So like straight away, you're like thinking weekend. of everyone else involved, and that's where I see yeah. like photography quite a lot of time. So most of my couples, probably most of your couples, will say the the famous lines: "We're pretty awkward in front of camera. We don't really know what we're doing." You know what I mean? We like candid photos, and I'm like, "Well, that's fine," because like my focus isn't just on you guys it's on everyone at the wedding you are booking me because you want to give everyone at the wedding a gift of my presence there and taking photographs there that's sounding dead ego like we are on a <laughs> yeah. fine line here of like <laughs> super confident and like too like yeah but yeah no oh, when you were saying before though about the getting ready in the morning together something i just come to like uh, i've realized now is so we got married at 12 half 12 on our wedding day and if you think of that that's an that's considered an early time to get married that is if you look at a day as a layout so you would normally wake up maybe about seven eight o'clock and you normally go to bed about 10 11 well on this day you're going to bed it go bed at like 12 one o'clock in the morning are you because it's your wedding day so if you think of like a layout of that time scale and the amount of time so say if you didn't get ready together the amount of time in the morning where you're not seeing each other so on your wedding day Quite often, a lot of the time, the couple don't see each other for like a third of the day. And that's just like mad. That is like to think that you've like paid for this whole venue and everything like that. And you're going to see each other for such a limited time of that day. You know, every day in your life together, you probably see each other for longer compared to your wedding day. It's, it's such a like bizarre thing. And I'm dead into like people getting ready together in the morning. And especially if they've got like families that really get on as well and they mesh together. Because then, like you say, you can just have hair and makeup done. You can get ready. You know, you can get yourself sorted and then you disappear off, get your clothes on. One of you goes out one door and then you meet at the venue or whatever. And yeah. it's like you still get that surprise of like seeing them all sort of like, you know, in, in their gear and that. It doesn't ruin it, I wouldn't say. Yeah. It works great at same-sex weddings. I did uh, two girls the other week, and we did that, and it was just incredible because all the atmosphere in the morning was so like electric because both the couple were there and they're just bouncing off each other. And I got loads of lot of candidates of them just like sort of like just sort of stood next to each other, kind of like smiling at each other and stuff. And and I'm like, I never get this stuff because normally, like you know, I'm just shooting one of them, and they're, and they're sort of with their awkward sister or brother or whatever who doesn't want photos taken you know what i mean yeah 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 i've done like five i think same sex weddings this year and like you say they always do things just slightly differently which and it's great and like 
you say whether it's getting ready together, do like a first look before, walk down the aisle together. Like it's all like different things that have happened, and it's yeah, it's always really nice. Like I don't know exactly how me and Sarah will do it, but yeah, I think we'll probably like because we're all getting a, a bus together, so we're just getting married in the church, like oh, around nice. around the corner from our house. Um, but yeah, we've just hired this massive place, like everyone's staying basically for the whole weekend. So um so yeah we're just gonna get a bus everyone's just gonna get on the bus and go to the church together so we'll probably do like a first look at the house um, yeah but yeah it would just be nice but like i don't know but yeah just think of like it? how just... like diverse that's gonna make the photographs as well that's what i always think i always think like sometimes i go to a day or like i'll be talking to a couple about a day and i'll be like so speeches you know if it's like a hetero crop i'll be like oh, father the bridegroom best man and they're like yeah and i'm like right so Kate caught at eight and then first dance eight over half. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even need to have this conversation. I could just write this stuff down myself. You know what I mean? Mm. Right. The meal going to take about two hours. Yeah. I speak to you half an hour. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, throw the rule book out. Like, just do what you want sometimes. And like, oh, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, it's, I think quite a lot of the time, some couples, depending where they are in their friendship group, whether they're the first to get married or the last to get married or whatever. I, I love the ones that are like more the last ones to get married because they've seen all the rubbish <laughs> yeah, and they go, yeah, yeah. right, I'm going to throw all that out now. I'm going to do what I want sort of thing. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. But, oh, man, weddings. <laughs> no, we're just not. It's like you say with the shooting, though, it's interesting because you want, like say, I, I always have to tell myself, so like speeches are a good example. Like, yeah, obviously I want to get like the groom doing his speech and I want to get the bride, like especially if she's going to cry or the reactions to that. So obviously I'm very focused on that, but I have to keep reminding myself, like actually they're going to want to see like their guests laughing and crying and whatever as well. Yeah. So I have to keep reminding myself of like, make sure I turn, make sure I'm kind of looking at my position. When I look at the room, I'm always like, right, where the top table, where they're going to be speaking, where can I be that kind of, you know, can I get the speaker in and the guest reaction and then also be able to quickly get to the bride or groom if I need to. And that kind of thing that kind of goes through my head. And like I say, I think, a lot of that is key, especially if, if you know if they're going to speak for 10 15 minutes i don't need that many of like the reaction of like a bride or groom to it because you know exactly yeah it's quite a lot Just of that but they're going to want to see their bride you know all the guests having a good time and stuff and like as exactly. well so it's yeah it's interesting well let's talk about social media because we've gone on for a while now and that's you know not, yeah, we'll just, not we'll just, just like talk about, but it's loads you know. of what we just said out to slim it down a bit yeah. what, um... and talk about what we actually came here for <laughs> Yeah, so I I think I'm like most people, right? And I post, you know, I post quite a lot on Instagram, but there's not a massive plan to it. And it's not that, you know, I think you said before and other things where it's like, if you're just speaking to, you know, if you're just posting like the random wedding image here and there and like you, you're just in that sea of everyone else who's posting, you know, their best images and you're not kind of standing out and you're not getting your personality across probably in a way that's going to be as beneficial as it could be. Um, yeah. You obviously have sort of, worked quite a good sort of system out when it comes to instagram tiktok things like that like what when you first started weddings what we do we do were you on social media first thing like was it even a thing like what was your what's your kind of journey yeah. into like social media mate i'm like msn days i am i was a while back Same. then not wedding photography obviously yeah, but yeah. yeah and so i was like msn myspace i used to be on something called deviant art which sounds really dodgy but it was just <laughs> an art like kind of website where you just put like photos on and stuff and i got a lot of inspiration in my early days from stuff like that i mean obviously as things climbed i got a facebook page that really took off i did really well and i got loads of bookings from that and you could pay like nothing in the like, early days and got like loads of inquiries and stuff so that was obviously really beneficial and then it came to a point where i used to have an instagram that i used to post loads of personal stuff to an occasional wedding this was when i was still part-time and then i was like so one of my friends was like why don't you set up a wedding business page and i was like it's always that thing where you're like start from the bottom work my way up sort of thing and i was just like oh i don't know if i could be bothered and uh, luckily i did start it and i sort of just started posting and didn't really know what I was doing and sort of like just tried to work it out myself and and just go from there really. And it's just sort of grown and grown and grown from there. And I think like I'm really, really great at procrastinating. And I'm like, I could be like the number one procrastinator ever. Like I just, I can't give myself that time. So when I use these platforms that are meant to be addictive, I need to then have like a plan of how to use them so that I don't get stuck using them. I mean, I still get stuck using lots of them, but yeah, that's kind of the plan of it. But, and uh, yeah, it just sort of grew from there. And I did like a talk in lockdown on myself 
which was terrible. <laughs> and I was like, this is me. I'm a wedding photographer. Here's my story. And it was just like, there was like nothing in it because it was just too broad. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, should we do a more focused one? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And they were like, what about Instagram? Because loads of people want to learn about Instagram and you seem to be good at that. I was like, am I? <laughs> so then I was like, yeah. And then as I started to unpack what I was doing, I realized I'd gained these kind of um, habits. Like I'm a super creature of habit. And and these ways of working and then I realized what benefits they were bringing me and why I was doing well on the platform and stuff and it just sort of grew from there so yeah and then started offering workshops and stuff and then just recently I've sort of gone right I need to put a lot of effort into TikTok and just go for that so yeah that's where I am at the moment (laughs) not sure if that's a question yeah yeah definitely yeah that's interesting just so I was thinking you know when you see people who like you know teaching social media and are doing really well on it and stuff you just think oh they're just you know just been on it forever and they're just obviously just really you know they're just doing it and that's fine and it's impossible for me now you know i don't do it and it's hard for me to jump on and just start and but i suppose like i say things will always change aren't they so suddenly facebook was a thing and then instagram and now tiktok starting to become really you know yeah yeah okay and not it's not like if you jump on tiktok today you're going to be one of the founding people or whatever because it's, it's obviously massive yeah. but it's still like in terms of wedding photographers it's still fairly early days for a lot of people it's isn't it super so. early days at the moment for wedding photographers uh and something i'll just say about you know you said about instagram and getting on there and yeah like i was late to the party i would say to get like a like a really quick following so there's a lot of people you'll see with like 10 20 30 000 followers and that will have all been probably built up in the early days it's a lot harder to grow a following now and i think that's where a lot of my kind of techniques kind of like makes sense to a lot of people who have not got a crazy amount of followers because i've i'm on 3300 which a lot of people would like obviously give their right arm for mm-hmm. but like i still think it's not that big in a way but like my techniques and stuff are more based around kind of like slow growth and more purposeful growth and things like that rather than just like oh let's just get a number up sort of thing so yeah, yeah. but yeah i'm envious of your yeah you're like you know the fact that you you're following just your couples and everything seems quite not like i there's so many random people that I follow and stuff and I can't bring myself to even go through and like unfollow people because it's I feel like I did it one day I was like I'm just gonna unfollow those people because I'm sick of it now and like I think I did like 50 yeah. and it was like that's all you can do in a day or whatever like I literally hit the limit what, really yeah, yeah I literally hit the limit oh, of like man. how many you can unfollow in a day or something and I don't know if that's still the same now but I'm sure it was like 50 imagine if you got like 3,000 yeah well, so I, I literally have so many and like you know a lot of them are great. obviously there's people want to follow but like but yeah you know it's it's so um it just clutters your feet a bit and stuff, doesn't it? And like, oh, big time. Yeah, it just distracts you. I always find. Mm-hmm. I find following my couples is great for like a number of reasons. One, it teaches me loads about them, helps me to build a relationship with them, helps me to see what's going on in their lives and how the wedding planning is going. But then also, they post really boring stuff that's not interesting. So they post like pictures of their food, pictures of them at Christmas markets, pictures of them on holiday. And I'm just like, this is just like a normal person. Like, I, I've got nothing to worry about here. I'm posting awesome photographs so i don't have to worry you know about my competition whereas if i go on and i'm seeing like you know oh such and such is one of this is reportage award or whatever or this has happened to or this person's taken this great photo i'm like oh i feel a bit rubbish about this photo i'm gonna put up now like yeah <laughs> you know, whereas like i just go on and i'm like yeah here's something i've been doing and yeah it just helps me stay a little more focused you know it's interesting because it? i don't know like and obviously i'm facing it now with pkr because i'm obviously looking at everyone who enters for the awards and going through that and stuff. And so I'm seeing it more than ever, but I've always been interested. Like I think I've always thought it benefits me to see what the people are doing and to get inspiration and stuff. But then I say, how much is that benefiting me? How much is it that I'm just taking that in? And then how much am I going to weddings and not like copying, but like how much is that affecting what I'm, how I'm shooting or what I'm shooting? And is it me or is it, is it that? And also like say, just that whole getting down thing. I think it's been interesting. because obviously, obviously over lockdown, like everyone was kind of looking at everything from like their websites to pricing to like, you just had a bit of time. Didn't you suddenly think about everything? I've, you know, I put my pricing up like last year and then I was looking at it again, thinking like, should I go up a bit more? And then, but then I see what the people charging and think, yeah, if I see them like, Oh, they're winning awards and I've entered that award and didn't win. Or like, I think, I think their work's better than mine or, you know, and obviously it's all subjective, isn't it? Yeah. So it's hard to like, I'm probably super critical of my own work just because yeah. I took it. Whereas other people's, um, and again, especially on Instagram, you're just seeing their best, you know, they're not even posting one yeah. from every wedding, probably it's like a handful from their yeah, best weddings. Yeah, a lot weddings of people hardly and, share anything. Yeah. So you're just seeing like, that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if they're only charging two grand say, or two and a half grand, or whatever, how can I justify charging that? And then I feel, then if I'm questioning my pricing, I feel like when I speak to couples, I'm not like, 
maybe that comes across in a way almost, you know, like I might be deep down thinking, well, yeah, Adam's I'm charging this it. and he's amazing. And I'm like, I'm now charging the same, like surely you just book this person like over me or you know, I'm obviously, I don't say that to them, but it's like, is it deep down? Is it, is it in the back of my mind? Or, you know, when I feel confident about like, actually I'm providing like for what I provide, it's, I think it's a good price. I'm confident with what I can deliver. And you know, that probably helps as well come through on calls and no, definitely. Know, yeah. it's interesting. I'm straight. I'm straight there with you, man, on that. I completely get what you're saying. And it's something that I struggle with all the time. I'm like, and I think someone put um, in a group report of someone put a little post on the other day about like average price. And I put a little comment back and whatever, which was like, don't worry about it. it all that matters is like what you're doing and what your finances are. And if you can charge more, go for it. You know what I mean? But if you don't want to charge more, that's perfectly fine and all this kind of stuff. And then at the same time, I'm looking at who's charging what on the mm -hmm. poll to, and then going, well, I think I'm as good as them, so I should charge a bit more. <laughs> so on one hand, my brain is like, I've got like, you know, mm -hmm. good and bad kind of side. On one hand, I'm going, it doesn't matter, do your own thing, do what you want sort of thing. And then I'm going, whoa, they're charging two and a half grand. Mm. Bloody hell, I should be charging three. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. Not to say that anyone's watched it, but I just sometimes you think of like people as your equals or something. And and then you realize that they've like progressed to a higher price and you all sort, sort of sat somewhere. And then you, you almost get carried away and you go, oh, well, I need to put it up then. And then you have to just sort of take a step back and go, right, hang on a minute. What's my financial position? What's their mm. financial position? I mean, you don't know their financial position. Yeah, but yeah. You can have a little guess. You know, where am I wanting to go? Where am I now? You know, what's my, and then what's my personal finances? Where do I sit with like all my mortgage, my energy costs and all those kind of silly things that, you know, are running the business. You know, I live in one of the, like most affordable areas in the uk yeah, like same. It, and it's 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 madness what you can buy around here compared to like down south and stuff so and i think that's when you're in a uk-based photography group and you see other people charging loads after stuff for a second go well hang on a minute like maybe their take home after that is a lot less than mine yeah i think it's interesting to your comment on there too you you know you did put a bit of context in you of like well this is how much my mortgage is or this is you know i've got a dog no kids or like this and this and you know like everyone yeah. you're right because someone might be in london well they're like well i've got a yeah, flat and in my rent's like 1500 quid a month or something and you're like yeah. all right well that's you know so it does vary and like, like i say yeah. i suppose to couples they're just like well can i get who's the best i can get or who's the best for me that i can get for my budget type thing but so if people are booking you then you know those couples are probably looking at a few photographers if they're booking you then you're obviously okay you know what i mean like pricing wise yeah. and stuff but it's it is hard it's daunting isn't it, to put anything up and yeah i don't know if things that help like you know it's weird isn't it because business you always think like well it's, you you know you look your price match and you see what other people are charging or you kind of try and get an idea don't you and like it can be beneficial but then like I say at the same time it's tricky because you're like yeah i don't know does it affect me do i think i should be charging more or less or like yeah i don't know but no, that's cool but yeah so i do i am envious of you like not maybe you know being able to like blank that out a little bit i know you'll obviously end up seeing some people's work just by default but yeah but yeah it's cool so turn social media so like if i'm like me for example like what do you have like what's your sort of top advice for like people maybe they're starting to so looking at tiktok now and they're like right Adam's, you know, I know you've you've mentioned you've started to get inquiries through TikTok. They're actually good inquiries as well. So clearly, it's not just like you know a thing where like oh, I can get on there and yeah, you'll get some followers and it's great. But actually, you are getting yeah. actual inquiries now, and you know, and probably going to be booking weddings through your TikTok. So yeah. you know, people are now thinking, right, I need to get on this. Like, what? I know you're going to be doing a probably you're talking about doing a course on it, which I think would be great. I'll be 100 percent just a little intro but, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But what's so the people that, you know, you download it, you open it and it's just like videos of people clowning around it and be like, oh God, I can't do that. Like what, yeah. what's your, do you have any advice there for like people if you're going to jump on it like today? What can they do? Like yeah, I think, I, I think what's like, cause a lot of people sort of listen to me and they're sort of like interested in it, but then they're, <clears throat> they're not the kind of person I am in a way. So they're not super extroverted. They find it like hard to kind of be that person who's like sort of like can talk to the camera really well and stuff and do like these kind of vlogs and stuff. So I think it's a more about finding with the way you're going to come at it and i think i think you're only going to do that by using the app and just like really doing like like almost that market research in a way and and going through it like that and and just sort of seeing other people and going yeah i want to be that kind of person and i saw someone the other day and like tiktok's quite fast cut that i was watching a video the other day and the guy was speaking really slow and he's like you ever noticed on tiktok how everyone's always like in a rush and they're always cutting and things like that and i was like 
yeah, good point, man. Maybe <laughs> I should be maybe I should be a bit slower with stuff. And then I'm like, well, no, not really, because I'm erratic in myself anyway. So it sort of suits my personality. So if you were a slow person and you talk slow and you like to take things in slow, there's a place for you to sort of do your thing and be your kind of person. And people will always say like, oh, like I don't, or they'll say something to me like, I don't take like nice portraits, so I can't do behind the scenes of portraits. And I'll be like, well, but you do great documentary work. So why don't you just film a bit of that and then show a bit of what do you, what do, you do there? And there's always ways around sort of like approaching these things. And you just have to kind of find your own angle. But if you're sitting on the edge, and just look it in going, I can't do that, or I'm not, what's it? Like, mm, you're never going to get there, are you, really? And and like, I think, like you said, it's definitely not in the days for TikTok. TikTok's, like, the the major growth period of TikTok is over. We're still in a good point at the moment, I would say, but it is going to rapidly decline soon because it's going to become saturated. So Instagram is so saturated with yeah. photographers now. Every man and his dog is on Instagram. It's a social proof thing now. You know, it's website, Google, and then it's uh, Instagram as well. So checking these three things all the time, people are. So TikTok's like an almost like unbroken area, which you can just have a bit of fun with and see who's out there. And uh, I've just actually booked my first TikTok couple. Nice. They found, like he found me on uh, uh, Google. And then uh, he was like, oh, I've got this wedding photographer to show. And she was like, yeah whatever like i'll look later and then she was just scrolling on tiktok and found me and showed me to him even though he'd already found me <laughs> so yeah it's kind of like a tiktok slash seo booking in a way i would say mm-hmm. but yeah it's the the couples like that i spoke to from there are, like you would think like oh it's just all 14 year olds just messing around or whatever but there's so many people on there who are enjoying the platform and who are one entertainment and you just slide into their kind of feed as entertainment that then comes across as like, oh, actually, uh, you know, it, it, wedding photography is like interesting, you know, and it's about keeping it kind of like in line with kind of everyday content. So I've, I've seen loads of people and they'll make like these super polished videos and stuff and they'll have like logos on them and stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, you, you're trying to ad here. Like it looks like an ad. Mm. If it look, if, You only have to look at what like the major brands are doing now everything is like just it doesn't look like an ad anymore you can scroll past and you're like you think it's something like that's one of your friends that's posted and all of a sudden it's an ad and you're like oh oh my gosh like i've been absolutely fooled there and that (laughs) that is basically what you're trying to do on tiktok you're trying to like blend into the crowd but be interesting at the same time and i think by doing making things too polished you really sort of like stand out from the crowd with that and you people just go no this is trying to sell me something go go away sort of thing yeah, so, yeah. some of those brands want that user-generated content type stuff don't they i've got a friend i won't name him just because i don't know what they they want to know the business but they they're professional photographers so obviously they're, they're great at actually taking photos but they they also do a lot of stuff on instagram for like you know other like just random brands and stuff and they they do a lot of work for like gregs and people like that who are like you know but they want the kind of like say they won't don't want it to look massively professional but yeah it is professional in the same way it's like yeah you say it's like a weird thing isn't it and they're but yeah, you're right. Like sometimes people just want to be able to relate to you a little bit, I suppose. And I think the key thing yeah. for you, what you said there is about being yourself and in a way, like say you're this kind of personality, you come across that way, you track the right people and it kind of all blends. Whereas if I, you know, I'm just not like that. So if I did that, I think I'd either attract <laughs> the wrong people or on the day they'd be like, oh, you're really different to how you are on social and it doesn't yeah. quite work. You know, I think you have to be yourself and find how yeah. you can use the platform. And uh, But yeah, I guess if you just, it's basically just saying download TikTok, get create an account and just have a look on there and start watching content and what you know what entertains you what interests you what yeah. do you think your couple not, not necessarily be, wedding you know. content either mm-hmm. so start watching other content and seeing and seeing like what they're doing and how they're grabbing attention and and how they're going from that you know and it's it's just it's just been really interesting to sort of use it just for some I think my figures are always a great thing. So I started properly going for it in about May time and I was on a hundred, I think. No, I wasn't even on that. I think I was on 60 or 70 followers. Uh, I mean, I remember reaching a hundred and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got a hundred followers. It's like, <laughs> I, I'm like, well, I, I must be like popular with the cool kids. So. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I carried on posting videos, carried on posting videos. And then a big change for me was when I got my Insta360 camera. Right? Uh, nice. That was a massive thing for me because then I could start making content a lot easier. I'd do go on wedding days. All I've got to do is click one button and it's recording. And I'd do the whole thing. I'm going to forget. I'm going to turn it off. And then all in that time, there's going to be something there 
Like, so I just, I just scroll through like content for like 10 minutes and I'll be like, wow, what's this? What's this? And then I'll realize, oh, that's a great moment where I help the bride do this or do that. And I can do maybe a bit of content about that. And I think that's like a really good thing. And no one, not a lot of people out there are showing like the behind the scenes of weddings as well. So it's quite interesting to sort of see that, especially from like kind of perspective of like right in front of like, you know, my camera and on my camera basically and seeing those kind of things. So yeah, yeah. I think... I think that's like super, super excited. But yeah, I went from like 100 followers and then I posted a few more videos, a few more videos. And then I can remember like one of my videos got over a thousand watches and I was like, wow, this is this is <laughs> mental. And then I started posting a few more. I started playing around with some ad money as well. I thought, just throw a couple of quid at this, see what happens. That did it. That did pretty well here and there at gathering me a bit of following, but not like the most of stuff. And then, I, and then I nailed it. I hit a video and it was like just climbing and climbing and climbing. And then now it's on, I think it's on 230,000 and watches now it's not even a, that good a video i'm kind of annoyed that i rushed it to be honest <laughs> but yeah and that and that's brought in so much so now i'm on yeah so now i'm on 2300 subscribe uh, for followers and you think about that compared to instagram so i've had almost like 2000 followers gain like over 2000 followers gained within the last um what's like may now so that's like four months yeah so we're recording this instagram. for reference in september aren't we so yeah literally like a few months yeah so on Instagram, I've had in the same time period, I've probably had one, 200 maybe. And you could say that the quality of the <clears throat> Instagram stuff is greater. Yeah, I, I get that. But the, the 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 opportunity for growth on TikTok is just so much greater. It's, it's just wild at the moment. And as much as the point that like my strategy for Instagram now, I've like, I'm tailoring it back slightly. And I'm doing, I'm, 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 I've like cut it back so it's less work, so I can put more effort into TikTok. And as well, I've actually restarted posting, restarted posting on my Facebook page as well to see, just to like poke the beast a bit to see what happens. Yeah, so is it? Because like it's, you know, it's like you say with Facebook rules, like oh, it's dead now, and it reaches, you know, organic reach is terrible, and it is. But you like, it's not like they're done, are they? I'm just like Mark Zuckerberg isn't like, oh, I'm just hanging up my coat. Then we're done with that. Let's move on to the next thing. Like they're going to be looking at all these other things and thinking like, right, what can we do now? And, you know, it wouldn't be the craziest idea to be like, well, actually let's just give businesses back like organic reach and just get them back on yeah. board to post. And like, why not? If it's yeah. sort of dwindling okay, off. And, so they'll, they'll have yeah. seen a graph surely that's going down mm -hmm. like if it uses food pages and stuff like that. And then they know that this, the, the, the individual at the moment is bigger than the group, like the corporation, the company. So they want those, small businesses entertaining and doing stuff. And we spoke about this in my social media group because uh, I spoke to Stephen Rooney recently and he had a post that went to like 4,000 likes and stuff and he's not even got that many followers on it. Oh, actually, I don't know how many followers he's got, but mm. like all his other posts were like 30, 20 likes sort of thing. And what we've kind of like worked out in a weird roundabout way is that Facebook is now like picking up content from pages and trying it on people's feeds that don't actually like like that page and then if those people are engaging with it and sort of reacting to it then it's going to push them to a few more and push it to a few more and push it to a few more a few more a few more if it keeps performing well and that's how you can sort of end up with that and i think a big one for that is reels because reels are being pushed right to the top of the app now in there so if you can post reels to facebook and that's not reposting from instagram that's actually raw posting them to facebook you know your page then one of them could take off and you could do sort of really well from it in a way but yeah it's turned to tiktok's really changed the game really because that sort of like feeding a little bit of the content to one person and seeing how it performs and then bouncing it onto all the other people is definitely like the, the what Instagram and Facebook are trying to steal now because they realize how lucrative it is. But it, uh, the, the worst thing about Instagram is that it doesn't really ever do that that well. So I posted like similar content to both platforms and the TikTok stuff always outperforms it like when it's good content. Yeah, so how, like how much cross-posting are you doing? Do you think it's worth like say people creating reels directly onto Facebook then, but then also doing a reel on Instagram, but it being a bit different and then also putting the content onto TikTok, but again, just making it a bit different again. Or and also there's got so to be like a time thing yeah. as well, isn't there, I guess, of like what and how much like return on investment for your time you get. Exactly, yeah. Like, so how my main thing now is um, that I'm making, uh, I'll make my content. Uh, I'll do the voiceover now on the app. I used to do uh, uh, on the app that I'm making it in. So I make it on InShot. Mm -hmm. And then, across all the platforms i just then add the relevant music so i'm now posting the same content 
to TikTok, Instagram, YouTube Shorts, and Facebook Reels. So that's four platforms there with the same content, but different music on each. And I'm like, I'm raw. I'm like, I'm like going to the the app and posting it raw rather than like sort of like getting something to repost it for me or whatever because I just know that like the app will just appreciate that more. That's cool. Get so your engagement. Yeah. So on a Wednesday, you'll put your like 360 camera like on your hot shoe pretty much and just watch, just yeah. hit record during periods and just leave it, just let it do its thing. Yeah. So basically, it's a, it's just got one button which turns on and records. Okay, and then cool. one button that turns, it stops recording and turns yeah. off. And that records and like 360 of the whole like where you're standing or whatever yeah. else. It does literally a whole like 360 of that scene sort of thing. Yeah. 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 So like key moments of the day. So. For example, like the service is always a great one. Certain times, if someone gets up to do like a reading, like, and you think they're going to cry, like that's always a really good one. Confetti obviously looks really great. Quite often, like I'm chatting behind the camera at the same time. And that was the whole idea of the 360 camera because if it just showed the camera, it's like, right, where's the brand recognition here? Who's taking this? Who's the person behind the camera? Mm -hmm. So my, my reels have gone from being about the couple to being about more like me in the day, if that makes sense. So like 360 camera, I show more of myself quite a lot of the time than I do the actual couple. And I show like how I'm working and stuff. But yeah, it, it's really great because sometimes as well, when you've got the flippy screen out on the back, if the settings are like just right on the 360, you can actually see the couple and the screen at the same time. So it's like the, whoever's watching can see you constructing the photo, which mm -hmm. is just absolute madness. So yeah, just click record every now and again and just sort of see what happens and go for it. There's a certain times of the day where I'm like realizing now I'm like, oh, this is a really good time of the day. There's certain moments of the day where I'm like, I'm not going to press record because it's going to be so cringy to watch this footage back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and things like that. So one of them was a uh, speeches that's like, like, cause I'm so tall and I like getting so close. I'm like either contorting my body into really weird angles or like I, I just look like I'm in the way because of the 360 kind of wide angle look. It's like just on my whole body and then just like see if people behind me and it looks like I'm just blocking the entire view of like what's going on. Whereas in fact, I know I'm not on the day, which is it's just a strange thing. So yeah. Yeah, it's cool that. And like, it's just, you don't have to think too much about it on the day, I guess, which is the key, isn't it? Because, like, you know, so you see sometimes on, like, YouTube, I'll see, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, and people just literally, like, hired a videographer to follow them around at a wedding and all this. It's just such a big, probably, like, cost, but also just effort. And, like, obviously, it's very distracting then to have another person there. Just for, It's very weird, and I don't know, like, just having that little camera on, you just press record when you want, and you don't have to think about it until later. You can then go through to get the footage. It's kind of like, I don't know. I know, obviously, it's still a bit of work, yeah. I guess, to voice over and, like, get it all like go through it all and stuff but at least you know you've got it there and you can kind of you just have like loads of footage won't you to be able to just use exactly it. yeah and now i'm just like i'm just i'll just airdrop it over to my computer so i'll take so i might take like 10 minutes of footage from like a ceremony and then i'll i'll extract like 10 seconds it's like nothing quite mm -hmm. a lot of time and I'll, I'll then send it over to my computer and i'll I'm, i've started like cataloging it as well now so that i can make like archive footage now as well so like when the season goes down i can start bringing some of those clips back out in their entirety rather than their shaved down portions mm -hmm. that i've used them in vlogs with sound and just show people like like what's going on on the day and like you know into a bit more detail and stuff so that's that's like a sort of next next plan but yeah it's it's the best way i found of sort of like showing people what happens and giving them that insight without disrupting the day in any way so like normally i just like get my phone out i'd like you know hit record on my phone but then i'm not taking photos at the same time so then you'd have to get someone else to film you taking the photo and it's like like i know those people do it like rebecca carpenter loves it's kind of telling people to do that and she'll bring like a bridesmaid along with her or whatever and i'm just like you know like, it's not always the case and sometimes like I, I know you're a bit like me scott sometimes you'll be like just wandering by and you'll see like this most incredible like photograph opportunity and you'll just grab the couple you just don't have time to mm -hmm. like take behind the scenes footage whereas with this it's just like boom record and you're just you're just away absolutely yeah. away with it i love it yeah so how much time are you how much time do you think you spend on like all this content creation stuff and on the platforms and and like how does that relate to your like bookings and you get most of your bookings now through social what's the kind of uh so i track my this is what i need to start doing i track my bookings but i don't and i track where they come from mm -hmm. but i don't track where they came from and who booked that's just more about like on my mindset as I'm going along sort of thing. I think 
what a lot of like the, the word social proof keeps coming up quite a lot recently and that's like more about like if you have a good presence on these platforms it only then increases your chance of getting booked so i have loads of people who found me through seo who come to my instagram and then we start engaging through there and mm-hmm. it's just seen as like a helpful tool in a way and i think oh another thing i didn't mention earlier was that it, like tiktok has like you can put like an instagram like logo kind of like on your page and then people just click through to that and they go straight to your instagram page so i've been getting more followers from tiktok than i have probably like organically on mm. instagram so i've been getting more followers from tiktok to instagram than I have from like just instagram purely in a way yeah, but yeah like so i I, I spend a lot of time on it, I would say, uh, but I see it as important and it's something I enjoy doing. Like, don't get me wrong, I love taking the photos on the day. I'm dead into the day when that's kind of happening. But after that, let's face it, it's just culling and editing. And I do I do my call within t- like 72 hours of the wedding. It's all cooled down. I'm going to put my sneak peeks off that. And then the rest of the, the only thing I've left to do then is edit it after it's been to imagine. And like, that's pretty boring in it so <laughs> like the content creation stuff is the stuff that keeps me like excited about it and it's uh, that i enjoy doing and that's sort of like taking over quite a lot now in a way and you know people are like messaging me saying oh you know if you just happen to do one of those vlogs at my wedding i won't mind you know and i'm like all right okay <laughs> this is becoming a weird yeah, thing it's interesting now people are actually like oh i'd love to see it behind the scenes at my own wedding kind of thing yeah 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 it's 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 so bizarre like sometimes as well when i've been with videographers i've been a bit like oh i don't really want to like steal their thunder as such Uh, because i'm like crossing over into the the dark side in a way with the video but then quite a lot of time i just wait for them to post their sneak peek and they always do it pretty early and then i'll just come out with like my stuff and it's completely incomparable because the footage on the 360 camera is nowhere near as good as their video yeah sure but it's 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 another dimension of of, of, of something for the couple like and something to take away and then when we come i mean we're full circle in here because we just come back around to the fact that like we're just making them enjoy their day like even more at the end of it and they just, yeah they just, they just love us even more in that way yeah amazing mate look thanks so much adam we're gonna have a very quick chat about um for kind of extended members only i want to talk a little bit about your pick time approach and yeah. some of that stuff but where can people find like more about you where do you want to send like send people you've got your facebook group right which is pretty active yeah so social media wedding photographers it's going to be social media wedding photographers slash videographers eventually i realized i was being a bit uh, genreist <laughs> with that name originally but yeah it's a free group to join anyone can ask questions i just chime in with stuff every now and again and we start a little conversation um obviously like instagram tiktok facebook i've been photography but you know I, I, I won't be upset if you don't follow me because i won't follow you <laughs> yeah. yeah no one be offended if you don't follow back because you don't follow photographers but yeah this, uh, people say that all the time i'll be like oh thanks for dropping by thanks for following and then they'll be like well you can follow me if you want and i'm like nope yeah. <laughs> and like when you say you've got a reason behind it there they go oh yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah no worries and it's kind of works but yeah, oh, yeah. it's been good yeah Thanks. amazing mate well i'll link everything below so yeah go and check out the group i'm in there i love that you because the good thing i think with there is you're posting things that are like oh here's what i've been trying and this is what i've seen from it or you know this is now working yeah. rather than just being like this is what i'm doing you should just do it yeah for no reason or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. like you kind of at least being like, actually i'm open to yeah i'm open to trying this or that or like like you're saying with the um the steve rooney thing where you like well he mentioned this post so i've delved into it a bit to f- try and figure out why that's happened and so yeah i yeah. love all that i think that's great very open in there which is nice no cheers man cool thanks so much mate appreciate it thanks for listening to the podcast show we hope that you did on top and go oh halfway through the episode we hope that you'll join us next time that would be mighty fine we love you bye 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 bye